It's just like, you know, how many of you heard that in your voice? What's the point of going to church? That, I, listen, I ain't talking about a loud, audible voice. Sometimes it gets so silent and it is loud. <laughs> What's the benefits of serving God? What's the benefits of going to church? What's the benefits of giving tithes and offerings? What's the benefits of living for somebody else and not myself? What is the benefits? What's in it for me? You hear what I'm saying? And see, that's the attitude that we hear in our head. You hear what I'm saying? But we got to get to the point that we begin to focus on the words of God, the ways of God, and the will of God, and it reveals the benefits of serving God. How many of you know there's salvation in serving God? How many of you know there's deliverance in serving God? How many of you know there's peace in your mind with serving God? How many of you know there's provision when God shows up in your life? How many of you know there's wisdom to where you make right and godly decisions? You know, anything that you have need of comes in and through. The Bible says every good and perfect gift cometh from the Father above. But see, the enemy, Ephesians says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities. And they're right here in our head. They tell us that there ain't no benefit. Do you really think that? You know, because see, the thing is, the enemy will keep you puffed up and keep you high on a pedestal and say, hey, look at you, you know, on and on and on. But see, God wants to knock you off that pedestal. Because see, there can't be two lords. Either you or him's Lord. Now, I just hit that spiritual, you know. And we got to be willing to lay down our lives to where he shows up and rules and reigns through it, you know. Because the thing is, is that we got one chance as this. We got one life. And there's so much benefits into making ourselves submit to God and serve God. Because nobody wants to fast. Can I get a witness? Nobody wants to read the word of God. Nobody wants to pray. Nobody. You know what I'm saying? Because that's our flesh. But we got to take our flesh and say, no, flesh, I'm going to set it aside because my God created me and he put a purpose and a destiny on the inside of me and he is well able to restore everything that I have messed up. He is well able to give me exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think according to his word. But there's benefits in serving God. But you've got to nail it down in your mind because right now, the Bible says when you hear the word of God and you receive the word of God, it's just like right now. Romans 10, 17, it says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the words of God. Your faith is being elevated right now and it's lifted up. But as soon as you leave out this building, you're going to hear the ways of the world. You're going to hear the doubt and the confusion and all the things that's going on. And you're going to be at a choice right there. Am I going to serve God and submit to God in the way of God? Or am I going to do what the world is saying and what this natural knowledge has? Because, see, we've got to get to the point that we are willing... To do what God said, even when we don't understand it. we got to be willing to serve God and honor God, even when we don't make sense in our mind. Because God's ways are higher than our ways. And sometimes you got to make a uh, break an egg to get an omelet. Can I get a witness? Sometimes mm, God will allow us to go down in life. That way we get dependent upon Him and we'll begin to look to Him. Henceforth, here are you. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? You know? But see, we got to go down to the point that we realize we can't fix it. We can't change. You can't do nothing in and of yourself. The Bible says your flesh is weak. The flesh is, you might mean well and want to do well, but your flesh is going to be weak. You know what I'm saying? But we got to take charge of our flesh and feed our spirit, man, the Word of God. Because the words of God, they are spirit and they are life. To them that find it. They are spirit and they are life. And your spirit is fed upon the word of God. See, you know how it all works? 
The heart of the Father is love. God is love. He don't have love. He is love. He is love. He don't have love. He is love. But love cannot be love without giving away. Love lives for another person. Love is just not a feeling. God forbid. <laughs> Our marriages wouldn't be here today. <laughs> you know? Love chooses to serve. Love chooses to believe. Love chooses to be long-suffering. Love chooses these things. But see, the heart of God is the Father. And He is love. And God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Now listen here. God, God, He loved. Now then, what happened? He spoke. He sent His Son into the world. And the Bible says, And the Word was made flesh, and it dwelt among us. Now then, the Holy Spirit moved upon the Word. Henceforth, you were called into salvation. You could not be called, you could not be saved if you didn't first hear the Word. You could not be saved until you first hear the Word. And when you hear the Word, because God gave you the Word, when you hear the Word, the Holy Spirit puts a draw upon the Word. Henceforth, there you are at a decision. Am I going to serve God and submit to God? Or am I going to reject God? Henceforth, there it is. God the Father sent His Word. Jesus, the Word, was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Bible says, any two or three gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. And then the Holy Spirit put a draw on that Word. Well, what does that draw look like? It's that little knocking on your heart, knocking on your door. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will reveal truth unto you. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will convict you of your sins. The Bible says the Holy Spirit, it's not that He don't love you. It's that He does love you. And He knows because if you keep going down this road of sin, there's going to be destruction and devastation and loss and defeat. And God wants none of that for you. He says you're a victor, not a victim. He says I'm going to carry you over and you're not going to go under. But the thing is, God has to have us to lay down our will to where He's Lord in our life. Because see, if you could fix it, you wouldn't be here today. Nor I. But the thing is, is that we got to lay down our lives and let Him be Lord in our life. You know? And as you do that, the Bible says we're going to be tried for the Word's sake. As soon as we hear the words of God, the Bible says immediately. Everybody say immediately. Immediately the enemy is going to try you for the Word. Do you really believe that God will heal? Well, you heard what the doctor said. Do you really believe that God can restore that relationship? Well, you heard what they said. Do you really think that God could change the judge's mind? Do you really think? Now then, there you are, hence you are in the midst. Are you going to believe what God said? Or are you going to believe what man said? You hear what I'm saying? And that's kind of how it works. And we're getting duped by the devil because we're caving to temptations. We're caving to uh, pressures. We're caving to things that we know that's not of God because we're being moved by what God said. No, by, by what God didn't say. And the Bible says the eyes in Second uh, Chronicles, it says the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking for somebody that he can show himself strong in. God is looking for a vessel that may not have it all together. He's looking for a vessel that may not have all the resources in life. He's looking for somebody that is mm, maybe weak in the eyes of the world, but strong in faith. Because the Bible says what you do in them secret places, God says, I'm taking note of it. And I'm going to reward you openly. When you go down, 
humble yourself, God says, I'm going to exalt you. But if you keep exalting yourself and letting pride run your life, God says, you're going to get humbled. And it's not by him, but you're going to get humbled. But the thing is, church, God will carry you further than you ever thought you could go. He will cause you to do things that you never thought you could do. But you got to get to the point that you lay yourself aside and be willing, be willing to deny self. You know, I heard Charles Stanley say, he said, you can't have a high level of assurance with a low level of obedience. Let me say it again. I said, you can't have a high level of assurance with a low level of obedience. Can I get a witness? But when you got a high level of obedience, obeying the words of God, you can have a high level of assurance because you know it ain't me that said it, but it's the creator of Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, that God. He said it, and he said, let light be, and it's still light being today. You know, and I was thinking this morning, I was meditating, I was just praying and stuff, and I'm like, man, what if we... It's just like... What if God was as faithful as me and you? Think about that. Boy, what a screwed up world we'd have. You know, I thought about this morning. Have you ever been asleep and all of a sudden somebody just flicks the lights on? All of a sudden, golly, you kind of wake up all grumpy and grouchy, you know, because it hurts. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> you know, but how many of you know you wake up a lot easier? And that's why we talked even like here, you know. Uh, we had a meeting here the other day uh, about we'd be praying and stuff, lights be off during praise and worship, and all of a sudden, bam, they'd be light. You're like, kind of shocks. Can I get a witness? All right, so we, we're taking care of that. But what I'm saying is, what would it be like at, at 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning, totally dark, and all of a sudden, God just flicked the lights on? You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, is that God, each and every morning, He comes and He turns the lights up gently. Can I get a witness? I was just thinking about that. And he gives us another day. And at the end of that day, he turns the light down dimly. You know what I mean? And I just thought, God, you're a good God. You know, that just that that blessed me. I don't know about anybody else. But I thought, you know, what if God was like a lot of us? That he was not faithful in that? You know, what if he just said, uh, I don't feel like doing it. I'm just going to leave the lights off today. Let them figure out their self. I'm going to let them tote their own burdens. Mm. See? We're created in the image and the likeness of God, God's children. And one of the natures of God is being faithful, being diligent, you know, being committed. Can I get a witness? Fighting a good fight. A lot of you are fighting, but it ain't the good fight, you know. You're fighting in and among yourselves. But I'm telling you, there's benefits to serving God, submitting to God, and yielding to God. Because I'm telling you. God, you know, the Bible says that you, in 1 John, it says, you will know my children by their love that they have one for another. That's not like a, ooh, look at you, you know. No, it's like, hey, you know, serving, committed, diligent. Because I'm here to tell you, Christianity is not an easy road. Not to hit that spiritual. It's a self-denied life, you know, to where you're constantly laying down your life and you're living for somebody else's vision. You're living for somebody else's dream. You're taking time just as God took time for you. Mm. Sheila, I feel like this is going over like a lead balloon. But bless God, it's going over. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah, Lord. Uh, you know, one of the commandments, one of two, there was actually ten and he condensed them to two. 
He says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, and thy being. Well, what does that look like? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy being. And the second one is to love thy neighbor as thyself. Keys to the kingdom, denying self and living for the kingdom. You hear what I'm saying? See, God says this thing. This requires each of us to put God first place in our life. If I ask you today on a 1 to 10, where is God ranking your life? You see what I'm saying? If, seriously, I want to I get to the point that we, as a body, are all rose up. They don't even recognize Brad Phillips no more. They don't even recognize Deb. They don't even recognize Kimberly. They say, I know God in them. You hear what I'm saying? I know it's possible, church. But I'm telling you, there's benefits to serving the king. God says in Matthew 6, He says, you put me first. He says, you know what happened? He said, I'll put you first. He said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. He says, seek you first the kingdom of God and all things will be added to you. Everything that you're searching for right now that you're always winding up empty, hopeless and helpless and bankrupt and all that, God says, no, 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 you're going about it all wrong. Sometimes you've got to go down in order to come up. Don't try to figure it out because if you try to figure it out, it ain't going to happen. I remember a long time ago, the Lord spoke to me in my spirit. And he says, if Brent, because how many of you ever get in a bind, <laughs> in a hard place in life, and you feel like, you know, you know God can. God's all powerful. We ain't got no problem with that. But will he? And it's just like, I said, God, you could do this. God, you could bring them here. God, you could do that. God, you could cause this. God, you could, do, you could list all these things that God could do to get you out of a bind. And God spoke to me in my spirit. And he says, Brent, chances are if you can figure it out, I'm not in it. Church God is well able. Church God is above. He, he, I mean, man, we run out of ideals and situations, but God don't. You know what I'm saying? He created everything out of nothing. You know what I'm saying? He is almighty God. He spoke into the nothingness and the chaos of this world. Thenceforth, here we are today. But I'm telling you, that same God dwells within us. The Bible says the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead. He dwells within us. And he shall quicken your mortal bodies. He shall quicken it. But the thing is, if we don't yield to him and look to him and expect him to do these things, it won't happen, you know. So, I got to go. You can't know the Father without hearing the Word. We done went through that. You know, in order to receive God's best, we have to be willing to obey the Word. Uh, boy, there's another quote I read in my Bible. It was a note, and it says, You will not live an, an obedient life with a closed Bible. Let me say that again. It says, you will not live in an obedient life with a closed Bible. Amen, Brother Brent. That's right. Because see, this word, the Bible says, is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This word convicts us of a wrong. This word is Jesus. How you treat this word is a reflection of how you treat the Lord. Because the Bible says that the Word of God became flesh and it dwelt among us. The Word 
of God. And you know what happens? The Holy Spirit moves upon the words of God. And see, when we look into this word of God, we begin to see our flaws. Because in our own eyes, mm, I said, everybody paying attention? Okay. Everybody's attention? In our own eyes, we're pretty good. Ah, we're pretty good. We're not like them. The Bible says in Proverbs, everybody's right in their own eyes. But then the fight begins. That's why we look into the Word of God. And if Jesus is Lord in our life, we'll say, whoa, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or maybe I need to do something. Ladies and gentlemen, it don't matter who's right and who's wrong. You hear what I'm saying? When you humble yourself, even if you feel like you've been wronged, when you humble yourself, God's the one that exalts you. But if you exalt yourself, you're going to be humbled. But the Word of God is that when we look into it, the Bible says it's like a mirror. You can have dirt and mud and stuff all over your face and not know it. You can be living, you know, be married and raising children and think you're doing a good job. And then all of a sudden, you look back and you see in the Word of God and you say, Man, I messed up here, I messed up here, I messed up here, I messed up here. Why? Because the Bible says the Word of God, it don't have truth, it is truth. It is truth. And when you yield yourself to what truth says, truth will do it every time. It will do it every time, church. Hallelujah. I know this is a whole other service, a whole different service. But I'm telling you, the Word of God will transform your life. And it's so overlooked in so many corners. John 14, it says, If any man love God, he'll obey my word. Don't say that you love God and serve God living a disobedient life. You hear what I'm saying? I cut, don't it? <laughs> But see, God loves us too much, church, to leave us the way we are. There's one Lord. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. I got to go. Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Hallelujah. Verse 1. Psalms 103, verse 1. And it reads... Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. You know, that right there is what's happening. The church is forgetting the benefits of God. If I ask you what's the benefits of serving God, could you tell me? Think about it. I ain't saying going to the benefits of going to church. I'm not saying the benefits of, you know, knowing the preacher. I'm saying, what's the benefits of knowing Jesus and serving God? Here's a list of some of them right here. Not near all of them, but just a few of them. It says, who forgives all of our iniquities? How many know we've all messed up and fallen short of the glory of God? We've all done some major pieces of stupid along the way, but God loved us in spite of all we've done. He said, who forgiveth all of our iniquities? Who healeth all of our diseases? 
I said, who healeth all of our diseases? You know, I recall Brother Ron had that cancer on his face and stuff. Bam. And all of a sudden it disappeared. You know, I seen him walk through heart, you know, a quadruple bypass or triple bypass, whatever it was. I seen him have a stroke. It's not saying that things, bad things are going to happen. It means that God's word is eternally true and he'll do what he said. You know, it says, who redeemeth. I mean, needs some redemption. Redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowns with a loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things. So that thy youth be renewed like the eagles. The Lord exceedingly righteousness and judges for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses. His acts to his children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Slow to anger and uh, plenteous in mercy. He will not always child, neither will he keep his anger forever. He, ha- he, that, he has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so is his mercy towards them that fear him. And then it just goes on and on down. I'm going to go down to verse 17. It says... But the mercies of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. And his righteousness upon the children's children. Notice that. His righteousness is upon the children's children. And such is the covenant to those that remember the commandments of them. The Lord has prepared his thrones in heaven and the kingdoms that ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, his angels excel in strength and do his commandments. Hearken unto the voice of his word. Bless the Lord with all the hosts in the ministry of his and his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all the works in the place of his dominions. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. See, church, you've got to choose to serve and honor the Lord. And forget not all of his benefits that he comes along with him. I do believe that God is wanting to carry us to a deeper level. I do believe with all my heart that God is not... Uh, satisfied, if you will, for us to stay in the same state. I believe that in every Christian's life that we ought to be growing. Growing in grace, growing in knowledge, growing in mercy, growing in suffering, growing in these things. And the thing is, is that we got to be willing to yield to that. Because the thing is, God is the only one that's going to promote us. Um, what would it be like? Because see, this is what I want to see. I know this is available. I want to reveal to the world that Jesus is who he says he is. I want to see miracles, signs, and wonders. I want to desire to see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. I just don't want to talk about how good God used to be. I don't want to talk about just what he did. I want to see what he does. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to talk about how good God's going to be. I want to see God now. It's just like Paula White said, I just don't want some pie in the sky. I need some jam where I am. You know what I'm saying? I love that. I want our lives to be so full of God that when we show up, our presence brings convictions upon the sinners. It's not condemnation, because we're no better than no one else in and of ourselves. But it's the God in us brings conviction upon them. I want to see our families functioning. I want to see God's design back here on this earth. And we're the church. And if God didn't call you, you wouldn't be here today. You didn't choose God. He chose you. And I'm telling you, there's greatness on the inside of you. It's possible, church. I believe it. it is possible. It's not easy. It's not easy or the whole world would be doing it. But it is possible. God would never call you to do something that you couldn't do. But you say it's going to cost you. 
how much? It's going to cost you everything. And see, that's why the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. Few give in to the call that God has called them to. A lot of them want fire insurance, but not everybody's willing to lay down their life. Mm. i got to share something right quick. I wasn't going to do it, but I am. Because I know it's just a, a glimpse of what God has. How many of you know there are spiritual gifts out there to where we can see things that need to be seen, hear things that need to be heard, we can do things that need to be done? It's not us, but it's Christ in us. There was a, I wish she was here, but she's not here. <laughs> there was a lady here that was last week. Listen, I'm flesh and I'm subject to miss God from time to time. Don't get me wrong. But there's times that I know I'm nowhere that I just hear God. And as I was sitting there praying for this lady, all of a sudden in my spirit, God began to show me something. How many of y'all was here last week when I'm talking about? All right, yeah, yeah. And anyway, in my spirit, I begin to see something. And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, oh, God, I can't say that. And by the time I was thinking that, all of a sudden it blurted out of me. And then when I said it, then I'm like, golly, I can't believe I just said that. But how many know God will use you in spite of you? Hear what I'm saying? And I says, I tell this lady, and she, will she be here next week? You know, that, what's her, yeah, yeah, anyway. And anyway, and this is what I said. Because this is something I desire. I want to see the kingdom of God come. I want to see a manifestation. And anyway, as I begin to pray, all of a sudden, it blurted out of me. I said, the Lord is showing me that you're not married, but the one that you're with, you're supposed to marry. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I don't know if he's a serial killer. I don't know if he's a murderer. I don't even know. My God. I'm like, what have I done said? Now then, I'm thinking, God, I got to cover this up somehow. God, I got I to gotta have some confirmation. So the Bible says, when you pray in the Spirit, you know what that is? I don't have a clue what I just said. But it's the Spirit of God praying through you. And I say, God, I got to have some confirmation on what I just said because I could wreck this woman's life if I'm not hearing you. And anyway, I begin to pray in the Spirit. And then all of a sudden, the Lord revealed His name to me. And I says, and His name is, yeah. I still got God bumps all over me. How many of y'all was here? Y'all, y'all was here, wasn't you? I'm telling you, it got powerful quick. And then I begin to thank God, you know, because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that is available to all of us. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, I want to walk in that place. I want to hear God to a point that I see a manifestation. He's not up there. He's in here. You hear what I'm saying? He's here, church. But we got to line up. We got to lay down our life. No longer I that liveth, Savon, but it's God that liveth in us. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, is it easy? Not easy at all. Hardest thing you'll ever do. But it's possible. But we got to be praying, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. All right. I'm going to land this plane. Glory to God. Because I'm telling you, when you see... The manifestation of His Spirit transformed your life forever. We need to put God first in everything that we do. In Malachi, I'm not going to read it, but I just kind of quote it. It talks about the priest. They was going before the Lord and they was making offerings and sacrifice before the Lord. Malachi chapter 1. 
And they was making these offerings before the Lord. And what they was doing is they was offering whatever they kind of had. But it wasn't their best. Oh, they was going, doing the, the rituals. But they was offering things that wasn't, requ- in other words, they was not giving their best as the law had required. You know, the Bible says that as they brought these offerings, they had to be without blemish. They had to be sinless, or not sinless, but they had to be, you know, two eyes, two ears, you know, the lamb. You know what I mean? They had to uh, have these be perfected, you know, and they had to go through all this stuff, you know. And see, there's three levels of the outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holies. And once a year, they would take these offerings and they would shed blood. Because the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And they would shed the blood of this innocent animal. And they'd take the blood into the holy place, the priest would, once a year. And he'd sprinkle it on the mercy seat. That's where God was, the holy of holies. Now then, Jesus Christ, the lamb without uh, uh, blemish, he come and the Bible says the veil was ripped from uh, top to bottom. Now then, we have the ability to go into the presence of God because of the Lamb, Jesus. But these priests in that day, they was not obeying the law. They were still offering things to God, but they wasn't the best. They was offering animals that was crippled. They was offering animals that didn't see good. They was offering kind of the rejects to God. And God said He wouldn't even receive it. Now then, what are we offering to God? What are we offering to God? Are we offering God our best? God began to speak to me on this. Are we just giving Him the leftovers? Are we offering God our best in service? Or is it just the leftovers? Are we giving the top off our tithe in our offering? Or is it just when it's convenient? <laughs> See, we done took up tithes and offerings. I ain't going to take up another one. You know? But what I'm telling you is, is that God is after our heart because God wants to promote you. I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, there's history on the other side of this moment. And you write it. If your book, thank you, Lord, if you're alive, the Bible says our lives is written epistles, written and read by all men, and you're writing the book. Would anybody want to read your book? Think about it. It don't matter that you got knocked down, knocked out, and stomped on. That wouldn't be a good book. What would be a good book is if you got knocked down, knocked down, and stomped on. But all of a sudden, you humbled yourself before God. You did some things that was hard. And you begin to rise up and begin to see who God was in you. And you begin to yield yourself to Him. And all of a sudden, you begin to walk in what He's called you to. And you begin to see Him raise you up. Think about it. There's history on the other side of this moment. What are you writing in your book? Are you writing an ordinary book? Are you writing an extraordinary book? Are you living an ordinary life? Or do you want to live an extraordinary life? Are you going to live a life that's self-consumed? Or are you going to live a life that's God-consumed? Are you going to do ordinary things? Keeps getting ordinary things? Are you going to allow God to use you to give you life? Y'all got that? I'm telling you, church, it's possible. But it's going to cost you everything. And I know, I know, I know this message ain't for everybody. I know it's not. But there's benefits to serving God. Because there's going to be a day. There's going to be a day that we're going to stand before the Lord. 
And as I preached last week, I don't know if that message ministered to y'all, but it sure did to me about life's distractions. You know, we're going to run out of time, and we're going to stand before God. He said, what did you do with what I give you? Well, Lord, I worked for 42 years here at this deal, and I made X amount, of, and I built a house, and I bought some land. And I got, I got 37 head of cows. They're not the best, but they're, they're all right. Or I, 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 got a, I got a truck. Or, well, I finally got my kids raised. Now, they, they, got, they, they both had three divorces apiece, and they got kids by different wives and husbands, and on and on. You know, don't leave me up here by myself. You know what I'm saying? See, God wants to get in your chaos and bring order to it. God wants to pr- pronounce a generational blessing upon you and your household. Ladies and gentlemen, if the curse can follow you, so can the blessing. The Bible says, and how much more, how much more did the blood of Jesus Christ do? Church, I'm telling you, God's calling people, man. I know he's wanting to carry us to another level. Wow. Mm. Is it only me that wants this, you know? I just, I just like, and, and listen, I don't know how to do everything, but there's such a call and such a draw that's just like, come on, let's go, come on. You know, I remember Brother Ron give me a word years ago before we ever started when I couldn't read and on and on and on. He said, the Lord says to tell you to build it and they will come. Build it, and they will come. We started with nothing. I'm telling you, me and my wife, we had a trailer house, no front door. You know, we didn't have no heat. We didn't have no air. We come in from a roping from Jackson, Mississippi, and the pot was froze over. You know what I'm saying? You know, it was because of sin. You know what I'm saying? We were strung out, messed up, but God in that messed up, he called us. And we just began to let God... And it was a process of laying down our lives. It's a process, and it's still a process. We're not there, God. You know, but I'm telling you, there's a scripture that says, I am able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think by the power that worketh in you. Ladies and gentlemen, if God never done another thing in my life, he's already fulfilled that scripture. And that God will do that same thing in your life. But you've got to lay your life down. Lay your life down. God, not my will. Thine be done. As soon as you do it, then Miss says, Are you stupid? What you doing that for? You wasn't wrong. You was right, sweetie. <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you doing that for? Don't you dare do that. They're the one that cussed you out. You didn't cuss him out. You know, the Bible says, Blessed is the peacemaker. Because when you do that, you're disarming the devil and you're kicking that court over in the enemy's, taking it out of the enemy's court, putting it into God's court. Now then, you know when you do the word, what happens when you do the word and you hear the word? The Holy Spirit takes and convicts and transforms their lives. That's how it works. God the Father, He's the heart. The word was released and the Spirit. And the Bible says, don't be hearers only, but be doers of the word, deceiving your own self. I'm telling you, there's benefits to serving Jesus. And they far outweigh the struggles, the present struggles. The Bible declares the present struggles that we're facing right now, they're not only worthy to be compared to the joy and the glory of knowing God. I'm telling you, God's raising up an army. 
I know him, I know him. He's raising up an army. I promise you, he's going to do it. He loves us too much to leave us where we're at, Brother Les. He ain't going to turn loose of us. He ain't going to let us go. The worst thing God could do is let us have what we want. Because we had destroyed ourselves because we done did it. Henceforth, we're here again today. I'm telling you, God says he's going to try the reins. I'm going to throw you the reins. Now what you going to do? Are you going to obey my word? Or are you going to keep living that dark secret life? Choice is yours. Life is about choices. And we're the ones that get to choose. But what we don't get to choose is the consequences. We get to choose the choices. Y'all will stand with me. Man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You know, I just wanna Lord, I praise you. I just wanna ask you today. Lord, I praise you. Are you doing just enough to get by? Lord, I praise you. Are you doing just enough to get conviction off your conscience? Lord, I Or are you giving God your best? Are you giving God your all? Think about it. God never called you to do nothing by yourself. He says, you start the race. And he says, my grace will show up in the race. And I will enable you to do what I've called you to do. You're not alone. You're not alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to do it this way. Just let the Holy Spirit minister to you. He's the one that convicts. All I did is sent the word. I'm just the messenger. I send the word. It's Holy Spirit's job to convict you. You know what the third part is? It's your job to obey the word or it's your job to reject the word. But I want you to know that God loves you. God loves you. He's got great plans for you. Bow your head and bow your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, God, for each and every one that's here today, God. And I pray, Father, for an awakening in the Spirit, God, over each and every one that's here. I pray, Father, that we all, God, would just get to the point that we're, we're willing to lay down our lives and be all in. Father, I pray, God, for thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And I pray, God, that you just, just take the yoke of bondage and depression and deliverance. God, you bring deliverance into each one of our lives. God, that we're able to turn loose of this world and we're able to grab a hold to the things of the kingdom. Father, I detest pride. And God, I just speak to pride. And I can command that, it, that pride be exposed and it be expelled in the name of Jesus. And I speak a life and grace and mercy and peace and unity and a oneness over each and every one of us and our families and our loved ones. And I pray for a total restoration over every family that's here today. I pray for a total restoration in every life, every marriage, every household. And God, I just lift up this nation and this country and this geographical area and we claim it for the kingdom of God and we pray that thy will be done here on this earth, here today as it is in heaven. And we declare that thy 
Thy word is forever truth and settled in heaven and earth. And God, we claim it, God, this day. And we speak life and victory and healing, provision, protection over each and every one of us, God. And we claim these things and we yield to you. And we say, Holy Spirit, have your way and stir our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that we love you and we're always up here available to pray for you and stuff. And if you need prayer or anything, we're up here and available. But other than that, y'all are released. God bless.